On today's show, Luka Doncic gets his 16th technical foul in a 50-point win against the air quotes Blazers. What does it mean for the Dallas Mavericks? Is he going to play in the final game? Could the Mavs get it rescinded? How does that work? And I'm going to try to convince you that it could be a good thing if Luka sits the last game of the year. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Mavs. Let's go. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. And after every single Dallas Mavericks postgame, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thank you for subscribing to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go check out Prize Picks, everything they have to offer. Use the promo code NBA, go to your app store and download the app today. I'm running solo, and you know I'm running solo because the Mavs won a weekend game. When the Mavs win weekend games, they're usually my games. When they lose weekend games, it's usually Isaac's solo days. But so much stuff to talk about today. This is just, this is a jam-packed show (laughs) for so many different reasons on this weekend show. I might not even time this show, to be honest. Luka Doncic gets his 16th technical foul. Blazers put out a a team, like a team of NBA players, I guess. And the Mavericks play them, beat them by 50. But nothing really matters from the game, really. Except for, in the middle of the first and second quarter, Luka Doncic had just taken a half-court heave. He chucked the ball up. He wanted the last-second shot. Blazers player, doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter who the Blazers player is. Blazers player comes up behind him, slaps him on the shoulder, undercuts him a little bit. Luka Doncic falls flat on his butt, lands on the ground. No foul called. Luka had been already frustrated with the refs. He drove in three or four times in the first quarter. No fouls at all. They this this ref and crew just Tony Brothers and crew just were not calling fouls around the rim. If you drove into the into the restricted area, if you drove into the paint, drove into the restricted area. The foul may not be called for you in this game. So Luca was frustrated about it. He walks over to one ref. He starts talking to one ref. Hey, why is this not a foul? The ref waves him off. Luca then walks all the way across the court to the scorer's table, looks at Tony Brothers in the, in, dead in the eye, and I, was, I had my binoculars. I was looking right at Luca, and I could read his lips pretty well. Why is this not a foul? Why is that not a foul? Why is that not a foul? He asked it three or four times. Tony Brothers looks at him and then just does the quick, T motion with his hand. T. No warning, no nothing. Just straight up technical. And normally, it would be okay. We would say, okay, that's fine, whatever. Luca got a technical. He complains, blah, blah, blah. He's got to get better at that. Luca admits he's got to get better at that. But the way in which it came, and also that it was his 16th technical foul of the season is what matters. And this is why it's the big story today. 16 technical fouls in the regular season mean that you have to sit out a game. You're suspended for one game with 16 technical fouls. What does it mean for the rest of the season? They reset in the playoffs. I saw a couple of people ask me this. The technical fouls reset in the playoffs. When Draymond almost got suspended a couple of years ago when he was going through the playoffs, those technicals reset going into the playoffs. <laughs> Draymond had eight technical fouls in the playoffs. So that, that resets for Luka. So that, that won't matter. 
But what does matter is that the Mavericks are in this race right now for the third seed. They are a half game back for the Warriors. The Warriors have a back-to-back against the Pelicans and the Spurs. And if the Warriors lose one of those games and the Mavs win out, they win against the Spurs on Sunday, then the Mavericks are the third seed. And that matters a lot. That matters a lot for this Mavericks team because that Suns team is incredible. The Suns are really, really good. And if the Mavericks have any thoughts of, you know, they don't want to look past the first round for sure, but it's an easier path for them to get to a Western Conference Finals possibly if they are the third seed instead of the fourth seed. Much easier. Just because you don't have to go through the Suns in the second round. You know, not looking past the first round, but that's what it is. So Luka gets his 16th technical foul. It was frustrating to him after the game. He, you know, he was asked about it and, he said, I didn't even know I got the technical, honestly. I asked Tony Brothers, why is that not a foul? That's it. And he said, you know, I went up and asked him, didn't even know. And then he asked if it should be rescinded. Uh, or no, Tony Brothers, after the game, was asked by the pool reporter, you know, why did Luca get called for a technical foul? Tony Brothers said at the end of the quarter, he took a shot and it felt he felt like he got fouled. He started to complain to each of the officials. When I was walking towards the table, he was 15 feet in the backcourt still complaining. So we got a technical for continuously complaining. Then he was asked, was there any profanity? Tony Brothers said there was not. Luca was not screaming. He was not cussing out Tony Brothers. He was not even like angry. He was honestly just asking for a question. He's honestly asking why it wasn't a foul, asking for clarification, which is generally what happens with refs and with every player in the NBA. They come up. Why was this not a foul? Explain this to me. I see Dwight Powell all the time, very cordially. Why was that not a foul? Explain this to me. What did you see on that play? All that kind of stuff. But if you remember Tony Brothers a couple couple weeks ago, a couple games ago, Jason Kidd was ejected. Two technical fouls real quick, back to back. T, T. And Jason Kidd got ejected. Guess who that ref was? Tony Brothers. Tony Brothers. Mavs got to hope that that's not one of their refing crews in the playoffs. Mavs got to hope that because they got some history now with Tony Brothers. Now, the Mavericks are starting to build up history with a lot of these refs now. Luka is, is, doing, is doing a bang-up job doing that. But they got to hope Tony Brothers is not one of the, 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 uh, <laughs> it's not one of the refs in their games. So Luka gets the tech. He now has 16. If it stands the way that it is, he'll be suspended. He will not play for the final game of the year against the Spurs on Sunday. However... There is a situation where text can get rescinded. Happens a lot. A technical foul can get rescinded. Now, here's how it can get rescinded. Here's the process for that. Isaac and I asked Mavs PR. Mavs PR was like, hey, here's how it is. So this is directly from the Mavericks. The actual team has to submit a request. They, they physically have to submit a request for a technical foul to be rescinded. So there are some times when they don't submit this, right? A lot of times they will, but uh, sometimes they don't. When Porzingis threw the ball at you know at the threw the ball into the crowd. That was one where Mavs was, were like, "Hey, maybe we don't submit a request to the league office for that one." That one he earned. So this one, they probably will submit it. They'll they'll definitely submit a uh, you know a request for it to be rescinded, and then the league office has to review it individually. Now, how do they review it? They go back, they watch the tape, and then they also interview the referee. So they're going to interview Tony Brothers. So from what we heard, Luca was continuously complaining, and then there was no profanity. Okay, sounds pretty mild, at least from the pool report. But then they interview the, the league office interviews the referee. They also may interview the player as well. So they may contact Luca about this as well. Now, here's sort of an interesting thing, and I was glad that Mass PR told us about this. 
the league office doesn't work over the weekend. <laughs> they're just like you and me. There's pe- they're people just like you and me hanging out in the league office. This is not the you know billionaires, millionaires at the top of the league. This is just like the people that work for the NBA, right? People that work in a cubicle, people that work for the league office in New York and in Secaucus, which is Jeff Skin Wade's one of his favorite words. So they may not work over the weekend. If there's nobody there, then they're just going to submit it to nobody and nobody's going to get it before the end of the season. My hope is that somebody is at the league office and that somebody is there to, you know, accept this request and to be able to figure it out because the Mavericks play on Sunday. If they played, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'd feel a little more confident in this, but that's a little wrinkle. They have to, one, submit it. They have to, two, interview the referee and see the right things. And then they also may interview Luca, and then they also have to be there to get all this stuff done over the weekend. Interesting. Interesting subplot for this whole thing. If it was me, I would rescind this, right? Just for the sake, just for the sheer sake of the last game of the season. The Mavs play the San Antonio Spurs. It's like an 8.30 start local time for the Mavericks. Something like that. And it's also fan appreciation night. (laughs) Gotta love that one. (laughs) Gotta love fan appreciation night without the best thing in your fandom. (laughs) And just for the sheer fact of having Luka Doncic on the court, right? Just for the sheer fact of having Luka on the court and being there and playing one more game for you. Don't you want the draw NBA? Don't you want the guy that fills up the seats? The guy that goes off for 25 points in the third quarter tonight? Don't you want that guy on the court? Hopefully somebody in the league office is there. They accept the, uh, the the submission, the request, and then they make it happen. And hopefully it gets rescinded and Luka gets to play on Sunday. But coming up, I'm going to tell you why it could be a positive that Luka doesn't play in that game on Sunday. There's a couple comments that he made after the game, that Jason Kidd made after the game, that made me think, huh, could it be a good thing that Luka is out for that last game? We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best way to go check out everything do you have for sports? The lines, the props, the odds. The Mavericks were an 18 and a half point uh, favorite against the Blazers. And I said, man, that's a lot of points. The Mavericks just, just kind of blow it at the end and, and uh, you know, or, or play their, their, you know, their, their scrubs, their end of the bench guys for the whole fourth quarter, which is what they ended up doing. And maybe they'd come back and get within 18. I mean, 18 is a lot. Mavs win this game by 50. Don't listen to me. On, on, on betting and stuff. Uh, other games, there's a bunch of other basketball games. You can go check out everything on, on Bet Online. Mavs are really interested in a couple of these games. Pelicans versus Grizzlies. Grizzlies a five and a half point favorite on Saturday. Kings versus the, the Clippers. Clippers are an 11 point favorite. You can check that one out as well. Uh, so go check it out on Bet Online. Go see everything that's available for you. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. All right, Isaac, thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Lockdown Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NBA game, the analysis from your local experts. Check it out. Lockdown Now is the podcast also on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. All right, Isaac. You guys love when I say, all right, Isaac, when he's not here. How could this be a good thing for the Mavericks? So, Luca, if the technical foul stands, it doesn't get rescinded. Say the league office isn't there or that you know they actually take this the request and they say, no, he was, he was complaining a lot, which he was. He did complain a lot that quarter. He wasn't yelling or screaming or anything like that, but he was complaining a lot. Let's say they, they hold up the, the 16th technical. Luca is suspended for the last game of the year, so he would not play against the San Antonio Spurs on Sunday. Why could it be a good thing? Okay, here's a couple things. After the game, Luca was asked about this. He said, you know, I didn't know I got a tech. 
He said, you know, if you ask me 100%, it should be rescinded. I didn't get a warning. No, nothing. That's what Lucas said. And he's asked, you know, do you want to play that last game? What do you think about that last game? He said, I want to play every game. We're obviously fighting for the third spot. So I want to be there. But then he was asked, wouldn't a day off be nice? Wouldn't it nice? Wouldn't it be nice to have a day off, especially an extra day, a couple, two extra, you know, days off, basically, because you have this day off between and then you have the game day that he'd have off. Wouldn't it be nice to have those extra days off before the playoffs? And he said, he smiled, looked around, huge Luca smile. I'm not saying anything about that. <laughs> That's what he said. I'm not saying anything about that. Here's how it could be a good thing. Luca's tired. He's tired. He said it after the game. You know, it's been a long year for me. You know, you go back all the way to the, the Olympics. The offseason, he didn't have a lot to, and then he came into this year and he was out of shape. He's got to work himself into shape and play at the same time. Like, that's tough. That's tough for him. He's played a lot. He's the highest usage percentage in the league. We talked all about that yesterday. He's doing a lot for this team. Playing defense harder than he's ever played this year. This has been the most taxing year of Luka's career, probably, in the NBA. He's tired. It would be nice to get those extra days. So it would be good for Luka to get that rest. Now, that would affect the Mavericks for sure. Could they beat the Spurs without Luka? Sure. This Mavericks team can beat the Spurs without Luka. The Spurs have been without DeJounte Murray for a little bit. Not sure if he's going to play that game. We'll have to, to wait and see with the injury report. But the Mavericks could win that game. They definitely could. And so it would be nice to get Luka some rest. But here's another reason why I think it could be a good thing for the Mavericks. A couple of these guys got to get some confidence games under their belt. Brunson, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie had a pretty decent, you know, 16 minutes in this game against the Blazers. The quote-unquote Blazers. I'm going to do air quotes every time I say Blazers because this, this roster is just not the Blazers. Dinwiddie had 14 points in this game, hit three threes. Nice confidence booster game. Brunson only played 22 minutes. He had nine points. But those two guys, the Mavs need those two guys going into the playoffs with utter confidence. Just like complete confidence. Not irrational confidence because they're still good players. They need those two guys going into the playoffs with confidence. It would be nice to get a confidence game under their belts. For Dinwiddie to go off for like 35. For Brunson to get 30. What's his? What's Brunson's game high this year? It can't be that much. But it would be nice for those two guys, one of them or both of them, to get like a season high in that game. Just go off. Brunson's season high this year is 31. Brunson to get a 35-point game. Dinwiddie get a 35-point game. Hit a bunch of threes. Be confident. Be the one that's that's running the show down the stretch in a, in a game that matters. Be nice for those two guys to have that confidence game under their belt going into the playoffs because you guys have been watching the same, you know, you've been watching the same Mavericks team as me. You sit and watch this team and you go, man, they, they rely on Luka a lot. It's the reason why we talked about the, the usage rate yesterday. The usage rate for Luka is the highest it's been in a long time for anybody. 40%, 37% that Luca is doing a lot for this team. It'd be nice to have those guys to get a confidence game. So it could be a good thing if Luca sits. Now, of course, you should want Luca to play, right? You should want Luca to play so the Mavs can definitely win that game. Hopefully the Warriors lose one of their next two games and then the Mavericks get the three seed. That's that's ideal for everybody, for, for Mavs fans, I think. But it could be a good thing. Could be a positive if Luca misses this game. Dorian, Dorian had a great quote after this game when asked about Tony Brothers, the referee that gave Luca his tech. Dorian said, you know, Tony don't play. Tony's from Virginia. He don't play. That is true, Dorian. 
He does not play. Gabe Luka is 16th tech. He could miss this last game. Depends on if it's rescinded, but it could be a good thing. Could be a good thing if you miss. All right, there was a game. <laughs> there was a game that did happen. So there's a couple of things that stood out to me. Dorian, five threes in this game. Awesome. Mavs hit 23s. Luka, even after getting the, the technical foul, you could see he was just distraught after that. You could see he was like, what, me? No. And then he was going to the bench. And even in the third quarter, when he went off for 25 points, Luka had in the third quarter. Even when he was going off for the for those you know 25 points. Zero assists, by the way. Just <laughs> calling his own shot every time. <laughs> Six of seven from three in that third quarter. But there's a moment in that third quarter that kind of stood out to me about this. Third quarter, he hits a step back three. The crowd's going insane. They're loving it, loving every part of Luca. He's on fire. He goes to the bench, and he looks pretty discouraged. He's like, oh, he's got his head down. Now, the crowd's, it's, 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 it's totally in contrast with what's happening in the arena. And what happened to him the, the whole first quarter. The whole first quarter, Luca was smiling, laughing. He was joking around with guys. He was messing with all the Blazers players. He was like, let me get you in a position where your legs are just so crisscrossed that you fall over. That's what he was trying to do to some of these Blazers players. I'm not even going to name any names because the Blazers, whew, that team does not matter. But Luca, in, in contrast to what he was in the first quarter where he was excited, he gets that 16th technical and then he goes into that. And he just looked down. He just looked, man. I blew it for us, you know, whatever he was feeling in that moment. So he goes to the bench, and after he hits this, this giant three, step back three, incredible shot, the crowd is going nuts. The AAC was really packed for this game. I was a little surprised. It was a Friday night. But Luca goes to the bench, and he looked discouraged. He was just like, ah, a couple guys slapping him five, slapping him on the butt, all that. But Theo Pinson, our boy Theo Pinson, more than a hype man, came up to him. Gave him a chest bump. Gave him a little pep talk. It was like, shake it off. And I was watching this through binoculars, so it's not like I could hear them or anything. But Luca looked like he was explaining how he got the technical, what, what he was thinking in that moment. He was trying to explain it. He gave the little, like, T-motion with his hands. He was talking to Theo Pinson back and forth. But Pinson, to his credit, that guy is, is doing a lot for this Mavericks team, even though he's not playing a ton. He said, he looked at, he looked at Luca and he was like, let's go. So he kind of did the shake it off thing with his hand. Like, shake it. Shake it off. You know, let's go. And Luca came out the rest of that quarter and was bombing threes and scored 25 points. I'm not saying Pinson is responsible for Luca having that hot third quarter. But you need veterans. Pinson's not a veteran. But you need guys that are around this, this team that are like, that are EQ warriors, right? What's the, what's the, the diamond dogs from Ted Lasso? What were the other names of the, the diamond dogs that they came up with in Ted Lasso? You need those guys that are the little pep talk, make you feel good about your decision, make you feel good about, about what you're doing in life. Hype you up. Pinson, Boban, Tim Hardaway Jr. right now, diamond dogs, diamond dogs. Dorian, diamond dog. They hype you up. They make you feel good about what you're doing right now. They get you into a better state of mind. That's what Pinson did to Luca in that third quarter. I thought that was notable. thought it was notable. And it wasn't Boban. We would expect it to be Boban, but it wasn't. It was Pinson that got, that got to Luca. I thought, from what I saw. So Luca scores 25 in that third quarter. He's just incredible. I mean, that, th appreciate what you're watching with Luca right now because the guy is just really, really good. He was throwing passes in this game. There was a pass. He's at the top of the key. 
And there are three Blazers, quote-unquote, Blazers players between Luka and Reggie Bullock in the left corner. Luka takes the ball in his right hand, outstretches his arm all the way behind him, and whips like his baseball hook pass around a Blazers player right to Reggie Bullock in the corner, and Reggie Bullock hits the three. The passing we're seeing from Luka right now, I think he only finished with seven assists. But the passing we're seeing from Luca right now is on another level. It seems like he does this at the end of every year. The end of every season, he starts going off for some passes. He starts just really just throwing dimes. It's incredible. All right, coming up, maybe a couple more thoughts on this game. There was a couple more things that happened. The Mavs did win by 50. But I do want to talk about the standings. Where are the Mavs right now? Where can they finish? Who could they possibly play? What are the scenarios? We'll give you all those coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. I ate one at the game. The brownie batter is incredible. I'm telling you, it's, it's the best bar I've ever had. Best protein bar by far. I will not eat another protein bar. Check out the brownie batter puffs. They're delicious. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. Bar covered in 100% chocolate. Tastes like 100%. Melts in your mouth like that. Oh, it's so good. With a marshmallow puff in the middle of it. Like just marshmallow right in the middle. Check out the Built Bar. Uh, the Built Bar Puffs, the Brownie Batter is the best one. Coconut Brownie Chunk is the best Built Bar. Other ones, Mint Brownie, solid, solid, really good bar. Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your entire order. It's, again, Built.com, best protein bars you'll ever have. All right, Isaac, let's get into a couple more things from this game. Mavs get the win. Luca 7-14 from three, 39 points, 11 boards, 7 assists. He was a plus 41. Gotta love. Come on. Come on. Take it with you. That's what you do. That's what you do, Luca. Incredible. Now, he was playing against no one. (laughs) Go look at this Blazers roster. It is is the who he played for Hall of Fame. Dwight Powell, incredible in this game. When the Mavs can run the Luca Dwight Powell two man game to perfection, and they can against the Jazz. I was watching that that Jazz game back in February, and the Mavs can run that against the Jazz. If they play them in the first round, Dwight Powell is going to factor in. Powell had 18 points in this game. Dorian, five threes, five of seven from three, no other field goal attempts. <laughs> A very efficient game from Dorian Finney Smith, shot 71% from three. Seven boards. He had two of them were offensive. Had a couple of steals, a block, an assist. Great game from Dorian Finney-Smith. You expect that from him in a game against against this quote-unquote Blazers team. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, pretty decent off the bench in the in the limited minutes. Dinwiddie's minutes are fascinating to me right now. I was talking with Kevin Gray about this. We were asking why why is Spencer Dinwiddie just not getting time right now? And I kind of wonder if part of it is injuries. They were sitting in the second half of back-to-backs because of, you know, he's just getting he's just getting to the point where he's one year removed from his ACL in his ACL injury. And so I think they're they're maybe limiting his minutes, especially in a game like this that doesn't matter. Limiting his minutes so he doesn't get too much wear and tear before the playoffs. That's one of my thoughts. The other thought is he's not playing incredibly well. Uh the last six games before this one, just eleven points. Three assists, shooting 46% from the field, only 32% from three. That's the thing with Spencer Dinwiddie. And one of the reasons why I think that they should lean on him hard in this last game and get him to have a confidence game under his belt is that he's not shot well from – when he doesn't shoot well from three, you know, it, it kind of waxes and wanes for him a little bit. First 15 games, he shot 40% from three. Last six, seven games, he shot 32% from three. Not great. 
not great. But he did have a good three-one shooting game in this one, and he's had a couple in there that were they were pretty good, but a couple that were stinkers. Um, Davis Bertans, two more threes, eight boards, six assists. I think that was a career high for Davis Bertans and assists. Davis Bertans keeps surprising me. I think he's he's gonna have a moment. I keep saying I, when when they traded him, I was saying. He's going to have a moment in the playoffs. It may not be a Peja moment where he goes off for like 24 or whatever Peja had in that one game. He's not going to play 21 minutes a game like Peja did in the 2011 you know, playoffs. But I think he's going to have a moment for the Mavs. His defense has not been as bad as I expected. He can hold his own. He can... <laughs> hold on. <laughs> he, can, he can hold up on defense. <laughs> maybe not hold his own. It's not maybe not the right word. But... He, he's he's been better than expected. He rebounds a little bit. The passing, six assists in this game. Like he was just out there stealing a block. He does something. He does more things on defense than I expected. Hit a couple of threes. Davis Bertans gonna have a moment in the playoffs. Um, other than that, not much else to say. The, okay, I'll try to paint you a picture on how this Blazers team was. They're running their offense through Drew Eubanks. Drew Eubanks. The only name on this list that you guys probably recognize was Ben McLemore. The only player that played that you guys may recognize. Maybe Elijah Hughes because Mavs draft Richard talked about him a lot (laughs) in the the, the draft lead up last year. But the Blazers are running their offense through Drew Eubanks. Chauncey Billups is standing walking across the court like... He's walking up and down the court like like I do when like I like have a plumber or somebody come out to fix the air conditioning. I'm like just I'm like just looking. I'm standing there. There's no reason for me to be standing. No reason for me to be standing there. The guy's just doing what he's doing. The person that comes to fix it is just doing what they're doing. I'm not gonna help in any way. <laughs> it just felt like Chauncey Billups just walking up and down. There's a moment in the fourth quarter. There's like three minutes left. Timeouts called. Chauncey Billups. Huddles his his coaches together. They're drawing up plays like like maniacs. Just drawing up plays on the whiteboard. Chauncey Phillips gets into the the huddle of the players. He starts clapping. He's like, "Let's go! Come on!" You look up. They're down fifty with three minutes to go in the game. <laughs> two games left. One game left in the regular season. It's like, I mean, if there's a time to go one, two, three, Cancun, I think I would have excused it there. Fascinated to see what happens with Chauncey Billups, though, and Damian Lillard and that whole team. But yeah, that's the that's that quote unquote Blazers team, uh, and what happened with them. But let's talk about the scenarios. Okay, Mavs are half game back from the Warriors. The Warriors have two games left. That's why they're a half game back. Mavs have one game left. If the Mavs win that game against the Spurs on Sunday, whether Luca plays or not, the Warriors have to. The Warriors can win both of their games. The Warriors play on Saturday, so today against the Spurs in San Antonio. And then they play at the Pelicans on Sunday. So uh, two road games that are on a back-to-back. If the Warriors lose one of those games and the Mavs win their game against the Spurs and the Mavs are the number three seed. So then you ask, okay, well, do any of those teams, do the Spurs or Pelicans, which is the only two teams that the Mavs and Warriors are playing, do they have anything to play for? The Pelicans are two games back or two games up on the Spurs for the ninth seed. So the Spurs have something to play for, for sure. They could still possibly get home court advantage in that play-in game, that 9-10 play-in game. The Pelicans' last game is against the Grizz. Uh, they play the Grizzlies, and then, then they play the the uh, the Warriors that last game. So if the Pelicans lose to the Grizzlies, if the Pelicans beat the Grizzlies today on Saturday, then Spurs have nothing to play for against the Mavs, and the Pelicans have nothing to play for against the Warriors that last game. So 
Uh, there's lots. Of, so what we what the Mavs what, what you want to happen is the Warriors just to lose that Spurs game and then the Mavs to beat the Spurs. Because then if the Spurs lose that, if the Spurs, well, <laughs> you just want the Warriors to lose one of those games. Motivation and stuff, it may not matter. We've seen crazier things happen. We've seen the Magic and the Thunder beat the Mavericks this year. They had no motivation to win any of their games this year. But you just want the Warriors to lose one of those games. Doesn't matter what happens with the Pelicans and, and Spurs. They're just going to fight it out and then lose to the Clippers or Grizzlies. But that's the last one. That that's that's where we are with with three and four. Now five and six is a little interesting because the Jazz are now tied with Denver for the four five. They have you know they're they're yeah they're tied with with Denver because the Jazz had a collapse. They had like a twenty six to four run go against them with the Suns. They got completely sunburnt against the Suns. So now they're tied with the Nuggets. The Jazz beat the Nuggets four times this year, so they absolutely own the tiebreaker. Jazz are tied to Denver. Utah, they only they each only have one game left, too. Utah, Sunday against these quote-unquote Blazers. And Denver, Sunday versus these quote-unquote Lakers. Play, uh, the Jazz are on the road and the Blaze and the Nuggets play at home. <laughs> Who can lose better? The Blazers or the Lakers? If the Lakers somehow, or if the Jazz somehow lose the game against the Blazers and the Nuggets win their game, then the, then the Nuggets would move up to fifth and the Jazz would move down to six. So even if the Mavs move up to three, they could still possibly play the Jazz in the three six. So those are the scenarios still available. The scenarios are most likely the Mavs stay at four and the Jazz stay at five. The Mavs play the four five. And then they would probably play the Suns in the second round if they beat the, if they beat the Jazz. The Mavs could still move up to three if the Warriors lose a game, either their last two games, and the Mavs win their last game. They could move up to three, and then they most likely play the Nuggets, but they could also still play the Jazz in the 3-6. But if they're in the 3-6, if the Mavs are the three seed, then they wouldn't play the, Sp- the Suns in the second round if they got past their first-round opponent. Those are the scenarios. That's what's happening. That's what you got to watch out for. Guys, Whew, a lot of stuff coming. We're going to have some good stuff for you. I think we're thinking we're, we're talking about doing some extra content and things for the playoffs, but we will absolutely have a game, a, a podcast for you every single day from next week all the way through the playoffs. We'll have it for you. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen. For your next listen, go check out Lockdown NBA. Good episodes all week long. I was on on Thursday. Lockdown experts covering your biggest stories around the NBA. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.